Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. the blast we're going for a ride back in time the year was 1990 in the event the australian kangaroos versus the great britain lions the poms had won the first test at wembley 1912 and the roos were in danger of being the first side in 20 plus years to lose the coveted ashes the second test was at manchester's old trafford a crowd of 46,515. the australian side read like this Fullback Gary Belcher, the wings were Dale Shearer and Andrew Eddinghausen. Centres Laurie Daly and Captain Mal Meninga. The halves were Cliff Lyons and Ricky Stewart. Brad Mackay was the lock. The second row was Bob Lidner and Paul Sirinan. Up front it was Steve Roach, Benny Elias and Glenn Lazarus. John Cartwright, Mark Sargent, Des Hasler and Greg Alexander were on the bench. Bobby Fulton was the coach. Late in the game, Ricky Stewart tried a long ball to his outside men. It was intercepted by Paul Lachlan, who ran 50 metres to score and level the game at 10. A draw meant the Lions would win the series. Then, with literally seconds to go, the Kangaroos produced some magic. Almost no time left in the match. Stewart, here it comes now to Linda. We're well into injury time. 40 seconds, in fact. Ricky Stewart relives his memories. Seven minutes ago it was Andy and I still remember it like it was yesterday. I threw the intercept and I went back and I honestly felt like dying. Um, Gary Belcher grabbed me and there was a seven minute drill we used to always do at Raiders training with Sheenzy. And um, it was a, um, uh, to show you how much football is left in the game of seven minutes. Anyhow, he said to me, get up. He said, it's seven minutes to go, seven minute drill. And then all of a sudden, it was uh, it dawned on me that there's still a lot of football to go. All through that one little trigger, that one point that uh, Gary raised, and that come from a training drill that we used to do all the time at Raiders training. Seven minutes of work, seven minutes of football. That's it's a long time to go. Anyhow, um, fortunately, with a minute or so to go, uh, there was an opening, and obviously, um, you know, the rest was history. But I've never ever felt so comfortable in seeing. The darkest shadow came up onto my right shoulder, then onto my left shoulder, and it was the big Mal. And uh, I still, um, I um, still very proud of that moment. Proud of the fact that, as an individual uh, moment, it was something that I'll never forget. I, I actually, um, when we first came back to Canberra, it was the first time the boys had, uh, and Emma and the boys had lived. No, Emma lived in Canberra. She was born in Canberra. The boys were born in Sydney. The first time they lived in uh, Canberra, and they were, were down at Dad's and. Pop showed him the uh, the tape of that game. Anyhow, when they threw the pass, they looked at me and said, "Oh my God, what a stupid!" You know, um, what happened now? I said, "I don't know. I don't know what happened the rest of the game. I can't remember." And I made them watch it. <laughs> and it was interesting. I was watching them more so than the game, so uh, um, it was quite funny. But mate, um, 
I'm fortunate to be on the right end of the stick on that occasion, to have that as a memory. And um, I, I love it, uh, Andy, how whenever I go to a pub or a function, I see uh, David Morrow, Thirsty Morrow, uh, who was the actual caller, he was commentating that game. He, uh, I grab him and I say, just give it to me once more, um, um, uh, Dave, and uh, he gets the schooner glass out and he calls that last try. Mal Meninga takes up the story. <laughs> yeah, I've got some bumps on me, you know, so goosebumps on me. So, um, yeah, it was in, in hindsight, Andy. At the time, it was relief, <laughs> you know. Um, so, you know, we played... So I say in 1994, we played against some really competitive England sides, to be honest with you. You know, so I mean, the Larry Hanleys and the Schofields and those sort of guys, you know, I think um, they were really, really competitive. You know, we were, I think, complacent in game one at, at Wembley. Um, and we just had to, we had to win. You know, we're under pressure. You know, we're going to be the first side at, in 28 odd years that wasn't going to bring home the ashes, you know, to Australia. So there was a heap of pressure on us. And um, I think we handled that pressure really, really well. Um, I think, you know, one of the tries, I think the first try we scored in that game was probably the best try that I think a roof size ever scored. You know, that's, you know, so we're on, we're on our day. But, you know, England kept on, Great Britain kept on hanging in there all the time. And and we were very, we were were fortunate because it was 10 all with, they said 40 seconds to go in the call. Uh, we're lucky that um, the goal kick was missed, to be honest with you, from Great Britain as well. So it was just one of relief. Um, and then we went into into game three at Ellen Road, uh, up you know one all, and we won that game fourteen nil, Andy. So in my my mind, as captain of that the nineteen ninety side, uh, that was our best victory uh, because off the back of back of obviously, you know, just sneaking home in game two. We were the first team in Game 3, first team to hold Great Britain to zero in any Test match in its history. So, you know, 14-0 against a really competitive Great Britain side, I think, was one of our greater achievements on that tour. The Roos would go on to win the third and final Test, 14-0, they would retain the Ashes, one of the truly great memories of International Rugby League.